Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Wednesday, April 5th, and I'm your host, Sonnet Hines, reporting for CJRU, 1280 AM in Toronto. For our first story of the day, Trump pleads not guilty after arrest and arraignment in legal case. Then, food banks are at a breaking point. After, a family shares their anger over a man who died in, di- in jail, waiting for trial. So with all this news, let's get started. On Tuesday, Donald Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 fel- felony counts of falsifying business records to his alleged hush money payments made in his presidential campaign, according to NBC News. This was the first time a former president pled to charges. The indictment was unsealed in a proceeding in criminal court in Manhattan. Prosecutors alleged that Trump made illegal payments that affected the 2016 election. The penalty, if convicted, is facing four years in prison. The statement of facts from the prosecutors said Trump repeatedly and fraudulently falsified New York business records to conceal criminal conduct that hid damaging information from the voting public during the 2016 presidential election. It covered three people who received hush money payments, Stormy Daniels, Karen McDougal, and a former Trump Tower doorman. The indictment also said the falsified records Trump signed were all in 2017 during his presidency. Tuesday night, Trump addressed supporters saying, The only crime I've committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it, he said, calling the case fake. Prosecutor Chris Conroy said the prosecutors are concerned about Trump's social media post about Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg because it could have an impact on jurors and witnesses. Trump's attorney Todd Blanche told the judge that Trump is exercising his First Amendment rights. When Trump showed up to the courthouse in Manhattan, he was told he was under arrest and processed before his arraignment, according to NBC News. After the hearing, Trump flew back to his home in Florida by taking his private jet. The arraignment is the beginning of the case, and the story is ongoing. Toronto food banks are struggling, says Daily Bread CEO, who is asking the province to boost support. The food bank wants to see more of the province providing top-ups to those who need social assistance. More people have gone to the Daily Bread Food Bank in March than at any time in the charity's history. Before the pandemic, 70 food banks in the greater Toronto area saw 65,000 people a month. This past March, the number has quadrupled to 270,000 people, according to CBC News. To add on, the charity is now spending $1.8 million a month on food, when before COVID, they spent $1.5 million a year. Let me be very clear, we are in a crisis. The Daily Bread Food Bank and food banks all across the city are at a breaking point, Neil Hetherington, CEO of Daily Bread, said. 
He added that the problem cannot be solved by charities. Instead, he called on the provincial government to provide those on social assistance with emergency support, just like the ones that were provided during the pandemic. This top-up is $100 for singles and $200 for families. The top-up was available from March to July 31, 2020, at the discretion of case workers. This would help cover the high cost of food people are trying to manage to afford. A spokesperson for Ontario's Ministry of Children, Community and Social Services said the Ontario Disability Support Program will support the inflation in the economy starting July 2023, according to CBC News. A family shares their frustration of Anthony Chetumalakis, who died weeks before his bail. The family said he was denied the surgery he needed. Melissa Chatzimanalaki and her brother Anthony Chatzimanalaki were twins that never left each other's side. He was like my best friend. We did everything you can think of together, Melissa said. Chat Zimanelaskis was an uncle who dreamed of building his own life. Those plans changed when he died on March 25th at Toronto South Detention Center in what the family was told was from a suspected drug overdose, according to CBC News. His sister spoke about her brother's loss at his funeral the Monday after his death. We're shocked, Melissa said. This could have been prevented. We're so angry and we feel guilty because there was nothing that we could have done to help him. The family was furious and their loved one died very suddenly while in jail and want more of the story. Adding on to that, the 30-year-old needed a surgery that the jail did not facilitate according to Chat Zimanolaski's lawyer, Carmelo Trusello. Chat Zimanolaski's was arrested in September 2022 with charges of motor vehicle theft, carrying a gun without a license, and criminal harassment. Since then, he was waiting for his bail hearing scheduled for April 14th, according to CBC News. While awaiting the hearing, wounds from a car crash were beginning to burst. Trucello said surgery had been scheduled for November 3, 2022, then was cancelled without a clear reason. That is all with top stories. Here's Layla. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Pausing for Self-Care with Layla Taki. Each week, I'm going to bring a tip for you to take a break and practice some self-care. Although we are still facing some winter days, spring is already here and it is time to make some spring plants. One of those should definitely be the cherry blossoms at High Park in Toronto. This is one of the best experiences if you are one of those people who enjoy posting nice pictures on Instagram. It won't take much time for the park to become a floral wonderland full of pink petals. The first blossom update was released on March 21st by the High Park Nature Center. According to their website, 
High Park's cherry blossoms are still firmly closed in small brown buds. We are still waiting for nature to provide us with warm and sunny days to help the bloom along. But you can keep checking for updates because the peak bloom when 70% or more of the flowers are open only lasts about a week and usually takes place in late April to early May. Last year, peak bloom occurred around May 5th. The High Park Nature Center will bring regular updates every few days, but you can also call the Cherry Blossom hotline and ask for bloom predictions. I know it can be a little stressful having to keep checking for updates, but I assure you it's worth it. According to the blog, in general, the buds do seem to be plentiful and healthy overall on the trees, which are good signs of a nice bloom to be expected this year. There are other places where you can enjoy the cherry blossoms, but for sure High Park is one of the best. And pet lovers, High Park is also a good place for your pet to exercise and have fun, so definitely this is a good tip for a spring day. So, as per a homework, keep an eye on the High Park Nature Center's website and social media platforms for more bloom updates. And this is all for today. I will be back next week for some more tips for you to take a break and pause for self-care. This is Leila Takei from CJRU 1280AM in Toronto. Thank you for listening. It is time to wrap up today's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next Wednesday with some more news at Morning Mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow. It's CJRU 12.8 a.m. in Toronto. I'm Sonnet Hines. Thanks for listening.